Hello, and welcome to the weekly podcast of C2 Church in Columbia, Missouri. Can we give a hand to our fathers one more time? Thank you to all the dads, all the papas out there. My name's LT Bowens. I'm the worship pastor here at C2, and we're so excited that you are here today. It was 400 years since the last time God spoke. In fact, the last time that it is recorded that God spoke was at the end of the book of Malachi. And from the book of Malachi to Matthew spanned it 400 years. And if you can just imagine with me, the scene of history changed. It was like the curtain came down. We have some of our drama over here, drama team over here. And, you know, sometimes the curtain comes down in another scene. But if we were to get a glimpse and peek behind this curtain, it would seem like there was chaos going on. In plays even now, when they put the curtain down, there's all kind of chaos going on behind the curtain. It seemed like it was chaos, but God shows us through history that he had a plan that he was working out. It seemed it crazy because at the end of Malachi, you could actually follow the line of the priests, and it, and it went to, to Aaron. But by the time you got to Matthew, the priests had been killed off that were from the line of Aaron, and they were just simply hired. It was a hired position that, pe- that people used for political gain. In this span of time, this 400 years, there were two world power changes, starting with Persia, then Greece with Alexander the Great, and then the Romans. And the Romans were brutal. They oppressed Israel. And one more, the prince Zerubbabel, at the end of Malachi, the Persians wouldn't allow them to have a king. You can trace his descendants to Jacob. If you go all the way to Matthew, the king Herod, he was a descendant of Esau. But at this time in history, it was important because when God broke his silence, this is awesome, he gave affirmation to his son. And there's a message for us. The Jordan River, it's a cool concept of this river, it flows from the mountain Hermon, flows through Israel, and empties in the Dead Sea. And as I was studying, I was like, man, this is a picture of as we jump in the river, as we jump in Jesus, as we get connected to Jesus and continue to do that, it washes away dead things. But this was an awesome time in history, a time where, just like in Genesis, where the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit was recorded as being at the same place in the same time. And this time in the Jordan River, John the Baptist had been there six months already baptizing people. Baptizing people. Encouraging them to repent because the kingdom of God was near to them. In the scripture it says, 
Jesus stepped forward after everyone was baptized, not because he needed repentance, but because he wanted to identify himself with the human race. Jesus said, I'm not too big that I can't be baptized this way. So he did that. And the scripture says that the Holy Spirit ascended on him like a dove. And many scholars believe this dove represents that the Spirit came on him swiftly and quietly. Swiftly and quietly. And, and, and the dove also, it represents purity and, and, and innocence. But after the, the Holy Spirit ascended on Jesus when he was baptized in the Jordan River, God the Father spoke affirmation to his son. 400 years, and then he breaks his silence. <clears throat> this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And this is a powerful statement. And as I was studying this, I learned that this statement just wasn't for Jesus and all the people that were hearing it at that time. This statement was for us today. And there's three messages that we get from our father, Daddy, Abba. The first message is, you belong. Turn to your neighbor and say, you belong. You belong. I believe sometimes all of us kind of seem like, and we secretly feel like misfits. We don't feel like we really blend in. I remember this time, can someone, can you give me that water right there? He's a little thirsty. I remember a time in Lawton, there, they put me in charge of a, the young adult worship team. And the, some of the people that were already there were really talented and educated. They had some education. Um, and they put me as the leader. And this one girl, she could really sing. Um, she's got her bachelor's from Evangel. And I'm like, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. And God was saying, you do belong there. Not because you're so awesome and perfect and odor free. <laughs> but because I have a plan for you there. I have a plan. And I, I remember standing on stage, trying to follow the Holy Spirit, trying to lead and I would feel like, I don't even belong here. What am I doing? And God was like, you do belong. You do belong. Have you ever felt like you didn't belong? I believe there's parents here that moms, dads, feel like a misfit as a parent. I know I have. Like, dude, what? God entrusted me with these children? I mean... For real? He says, you know what? I've given you those kids, and I will give you the grace to be able to parent them. Belonging. I was listening to this sermon by Stephen Furtick, and I, it was a really powerful message. And he talked about how he was invited to speak at this, the Hillsong Conference, big conference. And he was having thoughts of, man, do I belong? T.D. Jakes and all these other great speakers are going to be speaking. Do I belong here? 
And God told him, yes, you do belong there. See, as Christians, we're not just believers, but we're belongers. And this is a message that God, Daddy God, wants to tell us, that you belong. You belong to a family. The second thing he tells us, you're my son, whom I love. He says, I love you. This is God's message to us. I love you. And I know sometimes we don't feel like we're loved. Am I just the only one? I don't feel loved all the time. And I think one of the things that we lost in the Garden of Eden was we lost our knowledge of ourselves and we lost our knowledge of the true picture of our daddy. And I was reading this quote and it said, when we have a true revelation of our father, we'll have a true revelation of who we are. But when we see who our daddy really is, it'll help us to be able to feel like we're loved, to feel like we're loved. There's this story I read about, and it's about this, this person, this guy that was preparing for the Olympics. And this was his dream all his life. And he was about ready, and then he got injured. And to be able to get himself ready to compete in the Olympics, he had to endure surgeries and all these things. And he did it. And he was able to get himself ready for the Olympics. And the shot fired, and he's running. And shortly after he started, he pulled a muscle, fell, and just planted on the track. And he gets up, he's limping, he's bleeding. He was determined to finish this race. And he's embarrassed, humiliated. He's trying to, he's trying to finish this, this race. And then you've seen this guy darting from the stands, ran to him and helped him get across the finish line. And they later found out that this was this person's daddy. And he said, son, we started this together, and we're going to finish it together. And this is what our daddy says to us. I started a good work in you. I'm going to finish it. Even though you have failures, this in the story of the prodigal son, I stand and I will run towards you, run towards you to reestablish you, to let you know that I never stop loving you. I was, this book says the prodigal God, and prodigal means waste. And his idea of this book is God was wasteful in his grace towards us. But it seems like what we sometimes see as grace, God sees as being precious. And God has given his son to die for us so we can have grace, even though we mess up. Our message from our father is he loves us. He loves every one of us. And the third thing, the third message from my father is you are approved. So we've been trying to sell our house 
from Colleen. And it's finally on the market, it's under contract, and the closing is on the 28th of this month. So I am super happy. And we started kind of browsing and looking at some houses. And you know, when you in that process, you got to get your pre-qualification. And to tell you what kind of house you can afford. And sometimes I believe we carry that same type of weight in life. We're looking to see if we really are pleased, pleasing. We're looking for approval. We're looking to see, am I pre-qualified? Can I really do this? And God says, yes, you are approved. Uh, any, any of y'all familiar with the show, The Voice? You like it? It's pretty cool. One thing, though, about this show that sometimes I'm like, man, they, the judges don't turn around until they give an approval of, oh, I like that voice. That's pretty cool, huh? But sometimes in life, that's how we're acting. We're waiting for people to turn around. We're, we're, we're thinking that God has his back turned towards us. When we act perfectly, then I will turn around and give you approval. And God says, I approve. I approve of you. Do you believe that? This is a message from my father that he, we belong, that we are loved, and that he approves. He approves of us. There's something very interesting about the story when Jesus was baptized. You had a couple people that came there, groups of people. You had the, you had the people that were really looking for repentance, and they were sorry for their sins, and they did that. And you had the religious leaders that came, too. And later on in this story, Jesus called these same religious people vipers. And what he, was, what he meant about the word picture of that is vipers, they hang in groups. Sometimes they, they look like sticks. Sometimes they hang, in, in, hang out in caves. So people seek comfort and to stay warm. They would go in there. Sometimes they would lay on a brood of vipers and get killed by getting bit. Or... Members trying to get some fire going, get their, get their wood going, and sometimes instead of a stick, it looks like a stick, but it's a viper, and they're bit, and they die. Those things are very poisonous. And Jesus said, you brood of vipers. People come to you for comfort, but instead they get poisoned. People come to you for comfort to, to take care of them, and you're, you're destroying them. But this is what God was kind of sharing with me is that even in our thoughts, sometimes we're more comfortable with leaning on our own performance and what we can do in order for us to feel approved. But God says it's faith plus nothing that causes you to be approved. Faith plus nothing. 
not faith plus our performance. So we don't have to try to work for approval. God already, God already loves us. But just like for a daddy and his children, sometimes it takes time for you to feel like you belong, you're loved, and that, what was the last one? That you're approved. Sometimes it takes, it takes time for you to do that. And I think for us, it takes time. And it's this acronym that God gave me. <laughs> Sorry. Like. And the first one is trust. Time, the acronym time, trust. Trust meaning that sometimes you don't feel like that God loves us, that he approves of us, that we belong. But our belief oftentimes is going to proceed our feelings. So we need to trust in God's word in, in order for us to feel like we're, like we belong, like we loved, and like we are approved. The second one is imagine. Sometimes for Christians, when they hear this word, they're like, oh man, imagine. But God gives us our imagination to use for his glory. And oftentimes we need to be able to see ourselves in our father's arms, receiving his approval. Receiving his approval. I used to be a barber, did it full time. And if I didn't see the haircut, I wouldn't be able to do it. So oftentimes, we don't have a doing problem. We have a seeing problem. We don't see ourselves as being adequate. But if we see ourselves as Christ seen us and sees us, we will act differently. And the third one, meditate. Did you know that we are not what we eat, but we are what we absorb? So we have little villi in our small intestines, and it, it draws out the nutrients of the food that we're eating. And sometimes if we eat bad stuff, it mows down our villi, and it causes us not to be able to absorb what we need to. And sugar is not a health lesson. I'm not qualified, but <laughs> sugar the molecules are so small that it can, it can sneak past things when, like, the other stuff, like good protein, is, is harder to get through. But we are what we absorb. And God tells us that, you know what? You're loved. You belong. You're approved. But sometimes we won't really see it unless we chew and digest God's word. I think as Christians, we have a, you know, we have a lot of knowledge, but sometimes it's head knowledge. But as we chew and meditate on God's word, we absorb what he's really trying to say to us. And the third thing is encourage. I remember a time because of my broken relationship with my dad, uh, I I was always looking for approval, especially from a man, someone that I looked up to. There's a time in Lawton, a boss that I had, that 
I looked up to him, but he was kind of rude to me. And all the time I was trying to find, get this approval, and finally God was like, hey, dude, I'm your father. I know you had bad time with your dad. You, didn't, you weren't with him a lot, but I'm your father. I'm, I'm your daddy. The scripture that says, I'll be a father to the fatherless. I'm your daddy. And I was sitting with this family when I was in Texas and struggling with that. And one of the members said, I know you struggle with this, but God is your daddy. And it really helped me to see myself more based on what they told me. Sometimes we have to borrow somebody's belief. Sometimes we don't believe in ourselves or believe in what God is saying. And sometimes we just need to borrow someone else's faith and what they see in us. I'm going to give a plug for Paris and life groups. That's why small groups, life groups are important because they help us to see that we belong, that we are loved, and that we are approved through relationship. Through relationship. So we need the trust. We need to imagine ourselves. We need to meditate, chew on, absorb God's word, and we need encouragement. I was reading a story about an elephant, and there are studies done on the elephants where if a certain kind of elephant didn't hang out with or have the role model of the, the daddy elephant, that this elephant would become vicious and wild. And they did a study because of that is because they were lacking a father. In, in, in the Gospels, Jesus said, I've come for the sick. And you know who the sick are? The sick are the ones who've lost hope. The sick are the ones who don't feel like they have self-worth. And when we don't see and know that we, the worship team, you guys can come on for it. We don't see and know that we're loved by our Father. We do crazy, crazy things. The Bible says without a vision, people cast out restraint. They do crazy things. And just to encourage us as fathers, if you can hit the lights for me. The Bible says that God is the light of the world. And as parents and as fathers, mothers, this is what we are to our kids. And based on our actions and based on how we love on them, we have the power to turn off their sense of knowing that they're loved, that they belong, that they are approved, or turn it on. Dads, if you have your flashlight, could you turn it? Could you turn it on? This represents the influence that we have as daddies. As daddies. 
And God wants to do something special through us. God has a plan to pass on something to the next generation through us as dads. You can turn the light back on. I believe God wanted us to spend some time to reflect on just this concept of daddy. When Jesus came, the prophets and teachers before him didn't really give emphasis on God being a father. But Jesus said, when you pray, say, our father in heaven. And I think we miss sometimes as Christians, especially in America, that God really is our daddy. God really is our daddy. Can we have all the fathers stand up? Can we give our daddies, our fathers a hand? You can keep standing. This is what God will say to you. You belong, you are loved, and you are approved. Not because of you, but because of God through you. You are loved. You belong. I know it's it's tough being a daddy. Sometimes we feel like misfits. We don't feel like we're doing it right. But God says, you're loved. You belong. And you Can we all stand? And bow our heads and close our eyes. If you're here today and if you've never sensed this love from Heavenly Father, This is an awesome day to do it on Father's Day. You can meet him and be connected to him. And if you're here and you've never you've never accepted Jesus, you've never had a relationship with Father, I invite you at this time to raise your hand. this time you can raise your hands let's just spend some time in God's presence and sing this song about God's love as being Abba
Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love towards us. That because of Jesus, we belong, we're invited in. That we are loved and you're pleased with us. As we follow you by faith, you're already smiling as we come. Would you bless every dad in this room? For those who are missing dads, who are longing to be a dad, longing for dad to be back in their life, Father, would you demonstrate your great love and presence with them today? Bring comfort and strength. We're so grateful for your work in our lives and for your word today through Pastor LT. May those words sink deep into our hearts, into our spirit, into our minds. And may we live the reality of who we are in you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, church. We love you. Hey, if, even if you didn't raise your hand today to start a relationship with Jesus, but you want to learn more about what that might look like, what your next steps in faith might be, I encourage you to fo uh, follow up with our connection uh, team in our connection center, just out the doors and to the left. They'd love to talk with you more about what that might look like in your life. Darcy and I want to wish you guys a happy Father's Day, whatever that looks like for you. We look forward to celebrating with you again next week. Have a great week. Hey, we're so glad you listened in. If you made a decision to follow Christ today or would like more information, please email us at nextsteps at c2church.com or visit us at c2church.com.